Welcome to another edition of the TRN Server Podcast. I am Philip Schmitz, or also known as Boy88 in the Xbox world. And I want to thank Anchor for creating the platform to create a podcast. And this is going to be a fun one. Uh, the person that has started everything is here. I uh, got a league invite while playing NASCAR Heat 4 prior to COVID being a thing in 2020. And because of joining that and accepting that, I've met all the friends I've had the last two years, the server, everything. It stems from one guy, and that is Grizzly. Uh, just got done watching the Phoenix Cup race. Uh, how are you doing on this lovely Sunday? I'm doing great. That was a, that was a fantastic race, actually. Yeah, uh, we'll get to it later on, uh, but I know you're a big Kevin Harvick fan, and uh, I, yep. don't know if, I don't know if he had something for the win, but he was pretty much top five, top four all day. Um, yeah. You know, so... He could have won it if it was the end of the race, but, you know, it was a great race. I... Yeah, it was cool to see his teammate Chase Briscoe win. Um after his struggles last year as a rookie. But let's talk about some fun stuff. The NLRA, us racing together on the same team, uh, even when that league ended. We've been pretty close friends for since that time. Uh, let's just talk about that. How fun was that? <laughs> that, was, that was quite a time, really. Like We, we kind of all grew together, and we kind of all just – got better and like everyone especially when we were all teammates like you sleazy and um me and ethan and yeah friday and everyone like it was just we all we were all pretty tight i felt and you know what we did a pretty great job especially season two daytona 500 yeah that was um Lots of practice. Lots of practice, and I don't mean to say this wrong to all the other teammates or pretty much the Ford camp. For some reason, whenever we got linked up or when you were behind me, we just we were we went straight to the front. I remember that dual race. We went three oh. wide on the inside, and I like, did that just work? <laughs> I watched that again and again and again, and I was like, as soon as I hit your bumper, I was like, I think we're gone. I think this yeah. is it. Like. I just I didn't even move. I was just right behind you the whole time. I was like, especially because when we got to the 500 there, yeah. I as soon as I got on your bumper, I was like, hey, you won't have to look in the mirror. We got this. I even said it in the race uh, after the restart, and I was like, I'm so glad you're behind me because we couldn't really get linked up at any point. Uh, oh. Either I was up front and you would be kind of the back, or just we never got linked up. And like with 20 to go. There was, we're like, I'm here, Wavy was here, but like you were directly behind me. I'm like, this is about okay, we can do this now. And uh, boy, that was a uh, a very let's just say painful next day because that was my first ever league win. Um, man, that was that was like the best way to get a league win right there. Uh, all it was like six top or six or seven Fords in the top 10, and yeah. all of them were on the same like basic team. It was. It, was, it fun. was fun. It was fun. Uh, I think I had way too much to drink the following race. <laughs> kind of replicated that last night again with Bailey winning the uh, Tier 1 championship, uh, which I congratulate with him. He's done a yeah. massive job. That was, 
uh, I'm so proud of him. He's going to be on next week. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, we, well, asked... speaking of your, your dominance and helping people win, I mean, Phoenix, the next week after the Daytona, we were – we were, we were all doing pretty good. And then yeah. there was one point I remember just complaining and you were like, just, just shut up. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Didn't say anything for like 20 laps. And you're like, you, you okay over there? I'm like, I'm good. I'm, he, I'm like almost close to leader. And you're like, what? <laughs> I, was just, I, I put down, I just Harvick mentality it and I went. I've not had to do that a lot. Actually, it's kind of funny the other way around on the F1 stuff. Uh, I've had drivers tell me to stop talking or just say, hey, nothing, um, which is I've told them, like, hey, if you got all you want and you want to be in your own little bubble, just say no radio. Like, Bailey was the first one to do that, and I'm laughing inside, like, okay, this is cool. He knows exactly when to tell me, hey, we're good. And even Zach does it. <laughs> Oh, uh, um, so let's go ahead and switch to some racing topics that have happened during the week. And uh, we'll start with Formula One that I had to keep adding stuff in the show sheet the last three days because, oh. my gosh, <laughs> I have a list here. Yeah, I'm well, just trying to get to it. <laughs> well, what do you want to start first with? Well, OK, we got to start with the obvious Mazepin. I, I think Mazepin. Haas was looking for a way to get rid of him already at that point. I really, it was too easy for him. He just made it too easy, you know? Yeah, and the situation wasn't really uh, helping out for him because of the obvious. Um, mm -hmm. I felt like he was going to get replaced one way or another. I didn't see Kevin Magnuson being the one I to was replace thinking him. Hulkenberg, really. Like, yeah. I, Hulk was coming back, or maybe... Um, who else was on that list? Uh, Fittipaldi, I thought, would maybe, being the fact that he's the reserve driver. I just um, don't think he's good enough, really. You got Gio. You got... Yeah, that was one, too. You got, um, well, Magnuson, obviously, now. But you also had Hulkenberg. You could have called... I mean, really, I don't think you could have called Grosjean back, but... Um, I think that's going to be tougher for Grosjean, being the fact that, A, he's already started in the car season, and, mm -hmm. you know, just congratulate or stuff like that but then again the weird thing with the magnuson part is you know he had a contract with ganassi to do their imsa program he had a contract with Peugeot to do their world endurance championship program and both of them didn't get in the way they both said okay cool and apparently gunther steiner only called magnuson for the seat and it's a multi-year deal so he loved him yeah um it's cool to see magnuson back and hey day one Yes, or his only day in the car, I believe. Yeah, I think he had two days actually. He was fastest. Um, Haas mm -hmm. had to, Haas had some extra time given to him, being the fact that their plane sending all the stuff was delayed, which that just added just to the you know the hurt. Yeah, I was like Haas is already having a difficult time with Mazepin with Yukarial, and oh by the way, your car is being delayed by nothing of your fault. Just the plane broke down, <laughs> and I yeah. believe I believe it was Will Buxton on that plane as well. <laughs> oh well, that's not very good luck either. Yep. Um, well, so, Mick looked good too because he got second in the last. I the last heat. Yeah, I think you know this also is going to help Mick with all due respect to Nikita Mazepin. He was not pushing Mick. In the same team as teammates. He was a second behind him. 
Yeah, I mean, now... And Mick this... was 19th. Like, it was just... You can't have a teammate like that. Look at everybody no. else who's got their older drivers and their young teammates, Bodass and... And, yep. uh, and Zoo. Uh, Wang Zhou, I think, yeah. And then you got... Uh, you got um, Alonzo I mean, and... Ocon. And Ocon. Vettel and Stroll. I mean, you could probably say the team outside of Haas that had the kind of biggest disparity between teammates would be Williams with George Russell and Nicholas Latifi. Uh, yeah. No, nothing against Latifi, but he's just not at no. George Russell's level. Um, even though and I, even Albon. I think the, Albon's way better than Latifi. Yeah, I do too. I mean, Latifi's a good driver. I mean, he qualified top 10 in the wet at Spa. Um I know it helped the fact that Valtteri decided to take out eight cars at Hungary, but you know he got points <laughs> there. <laughs> I mean, well, it helps. Yeah, uh, it's 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 going to be interesting for sure to see how Haas F1 does. We'll talk about testing and all that. Mm-hmm. Probably the other two biggest things. Um, uh, well, Colton Herta is going to be McLaren's. Formula One driver, basically a development driver for them. Uh, and from what I have gathered, this isn't to replace anyone at McLaren. This is for uh, Colton to get some seat time in Formula One for when Andretti goes to Formula One in 2024. I think that's exciting news. I think it's great. But you also gotta, we also got to think, who's the second driver here? Yeah, that's there's a question about that later. You gotta know, you gotta have an older driver, you know. Like, I know we got questions about that, but that's that's a big one. Who's the second older driver? You can't have just a rookie. No, I think it's gonna have to be someone that is experienced. And I guess we can go ahead and talk about that now. I mean, I could see Fernando. I could see I, Fernando. I could because he has a relationship with Indy. Yep, and. You know what? He's only got what one more year with Alpine. I think um, I think he's got one or two more years. The rumor is Andretti is going to be an Alpine uh, powered team, a customer. So Alonso could go over there, bring some IP, bring some knowledge, kind of help the team, and paired with Colton Herta, who I mean, we know how talented this kid is. I mean, oh yeah. From day one. And also, he doesn't have a super license. Him doing this with McLaren's going to help get that license that he needs, mm-hmm. which I'm going to be honest. I think that super license, whatever system, is somewhat of a joke. I it's mean... Getting, like, okay, it's like NASCAR, if you look at it that way, too. Like, the way yeah. some of the drivers get in, and you're like, how did you yeah. get your license? <laughs> I, I I think I look at it going, you know what? If Patricia Ward wants to have a go, he should have a go. He if, should get a go too. Yeah. Like he's the next McLaren driver, I believe, right. after Ricardo, and he should get a go too. Like it's just this I don't like the licensing. I, the guys can drive cars. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, does this mean that Scott Dixon, probably the greatest of his era and might go down the greatest to ever do it in any car, he can't join because he's not been in a Formula One car? I mean it's kind yeah. of ridiculous, uh, the system. A um, couple other F1 just news and notes. Imola has been, they've been on the F1 calendar since 2020. They were brought in because of COVID reasons. And Formula One has still raced at uh, Imola since. And they will race until 2025. 
you have F1 2021. How much do you like Imola? To race on? I I don't know how much I enjoy racing on it. I just, just haven't found the right setup yet, I yeah. don't think. But as a racing fan and watching it, it's a great track. I love it. It's it's had its tweak. Uh, I, I like the big front stretch or a little sweeper in there and then it goes straight mm-hmm. and then it goes back you know like it throws a whole different dynamic into that front stretch you know like the one thing with Imola that and I can't find it I don't know if it exists or not if it does someone please tell me and I would like to try it I would love to do the old Imola with Tamborello just being mm-hmm. a corner and not a chicane but it's not a corner anymore because of what happened in 1994 um, and some interesting news that came out Friday or Saturday. Audi has had the plans to have a LMDH sports car program. However, they put that on hold and they're shifting their focus to Formula One. And Audi has been linked with McLaren or providing ends to them. Uh, you're a McLaren guy, right? Yeah, I, I don't mind McLaren. Like, I like their IndyCar series. I'm. I do like Lando and Ricardo too, so I will say I'm a McLaren fan. Yeah. But um, I, first of all, it's sad McLaren can't make a motor because they make one of the fastest supercars in the world. I, 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 yeah. You know, I like it's it's sad. They're a McLaren team. You got to have a McLaren motor. I, I think it might come down to do they want to expand and have a different department to do that because yeah that was my kind of first thought too of like when they're having the issues of honda uh, a few years ago of why don't they just do their own thing red bull is kind of doing their own thing you know they're they've got some support with honda but you know they're building basically their own engines and maybe that's something we see down the road maybe audi and mclaren work together to create that engine tbd um maybe yep um let's talk about testing and what we've seen, we saw the radical Mercedes. Uh, we've seen pretty much every team have a certain tweak. If you had to say right now, going into Bahrain next week, which, hey, it's race week, by the way. Who, yeah. Who would you say are the contenders right now? Right now? Yeah. Uh, Red Bull, Ferrari, and uh, I don't know. It's a toss-up for third, really. I don't see... Mercedes, maybe I'll put AlphaTauri in there just because they have been pretty strong. Yeah, I I think it's right now Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes. Mercedes, I don't know if they legitimately have problems or are they playing the sandbagging game that they always do? If, ah, no, we're not that good. And then they show up and then they're a half a second faster than everyone else. Yeah, um, that'd make a good, like, I good point like why would i sandbag if this thing's terrible <laughs> like it's you know like they do look like they have legit problems and even russell's struggling and russell as soon as he got in that last car last year he was yeah. flying yeah um and then and the, Haas is faster Haas, honestly i don't know where they're gonna shape out um I saw an interesting poll by one Will Buxton, and he has them, I think, fifth or sixth, give or take, because of their race pace. And I, I mean, that's a huge step for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
in a weird way, they punted last year. You know, they weren't competitive. They said, hey, we're keeping everything resources wise for this new car. And this is the part where, okay, you can do this, but it has to pay off. You have to improve. I mean, I hate to say it, Williams, I don't think they've improved. They might improve pace wise, but I don't think they're going to be anything better than ninth or 10th. I'm worried about Williams because they're not going in the right direction. No, they're not. Um, and like Alpha's looking kind of good. I'm not sure about Alpha, but ah, uh, yeah. And Austin uh, Martin's lighting on fire every five seconds, or breaking down on the road, or Seb has like four problems. I'm pretty sure through the whole like. Yeah, I think you know Seb's probably sitting in that garage thinking. Is this 2014 again? Because, you know, that year with the new hybrid engines in 2014, that Red Bull kept breaking down every 10 to 15 laps, and it's still it's doing it again. The only difference is that it, Red Bull had a Renault engine, and Aston Martin has a Mercedes engine, and we they're the only Mercedes team that, or actually probably the only team that's had mechanical problems like that. Um, I can't think of anyone else that had an issue. Oh, well, no, actually, that's true. I mean... I think Haas had a little bit of an issue kind of day one. It wasn't big because they were just in the garage and they were kind of taking a part of the car a little bit. And then they went back out on the track with Nick. Uh, I believe it was either Mick or Kevin, one of the two. Um, Williams have brake problems. I've heard Williams and McLaren have had brake problems. Um, we haven't talked about McLaren. McLaren looked better than I was expecting them to after um, Spain. Yeah. Um, I think Spain, you know, they kind of raised everyone's eyebrows. I think Lando was trying to, I guess, play it cool. Um, you know, the thing is with, with testing is you don't know someone's real true hand. I think Red Bull, the final day, like the final hour decided to let's show our hand and, you know, Max produced that time and everyone was like, oh, so um, what do you think of the Mercedes and their new side pods? I mean, it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting concept. I don't even know how the thing keeps cool. Even other people talking about it. I it, think they are having a problem with something like that. I just don't think they're saying anything yet. I think they switched them at the wrong time. I think they jumped too quickly on the craziness of the side pods yeah um hey, they went I, from a balloon yeah it was like a balloon like i will say this i mean all the teams looked at it and i would give fair play even red bull was like yeah it's an interesting concept and even ross Braun was like yeah we didn't think of this and yo oh it's legal by the way like it's not illegal it's just <laughs> like hmm this is interesting well, yeah. um, well we'll switch to indycar we t touched on the Colton Herta news going to McLaren to be a F1 development driver. Um, it's a shame that Canada right now doesn't have the rights to NBC, so that way you can't watch the races. Uh, but James Hinchcliffe is now in the booth. And, you know, I'd say this. it's a, He's very good. I like him more than, that, than his uh, replacement or the one he replaced in Paul Tracy. What do you think of James Hinchcliffe, though, as a driver when he was racing? Uh, you know what? Hinch, Hinch had really bad luck. Yeah. You know, he, he had that 
year where he got the spring or whatever to the to the foot? Um, I believe it was part of the uh, it was part of the suspension that pierced the tub. Yeah, and like he missed the rest of the season. I'm pretty sure, and like he, he did. just he just had a great you know bad luck streak. And you know what he Indy and all these races that he could have won. You know what? As a Canadian, everybody cheered for him though, because mm-hmm. like he's our only Canadian driver, and we got, I mean, Paul Tracy, but well, really, yeah, we don't want Paul Tracy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I watched the SRX, dude. I got so mad when he wrecked Bobby the Bonnie and Dora. <laughs> I mean, we're, all, yeah. we're a little off topic here, but I'll just explain this. I've been a Bobby Bonnie fan. We'll get to you being Harvick fan, all that for later. But I will say this. I have not seen Bobby animated on pit road out of frustration when he was confronting Paul Tracy. I saw that going, oh, he is mad because Bobby doesn't do that. So <laughs> I'm not the most Paul Tracy fan. I find him mm-hmm. just he's an arrogant. You know what? Honestly. Yeah, and, I, I agree with you. A hundred percent. You know, the thing with Hinch, you know, he had bad luck. Um, but I would say this with that Indy crash, he, we're lucky that he's still here. It became, well, it was very, very close to where well, he could have lost his life. But well, was, him and Wickens. Wickens too. Um, man, that was so painful to see what like, happened. Him Wickens. and Wickens were like best friends when they yeah. were in, And like, it was just sad. Yeah, there's still. See him go that way too. Yeah, I mean. I remember when he came in in 2018, just, you know, I, I heard about him and kind of DTM a little bit. I was like, mm, this guy is going to surprise some people. And from all accounts from, you know, before that wreck at Pocono, Wickens was getting offers by, you know, potential Penske and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. His name was in the rumor mill for getting to a better team. Nothing against Schmidt Peterson, who's McLaren now, but at the time they they weren't what they were now. You know, they were a kind of good team, but they weren't a team that was going to be contending for championships. And then, yeah, Pocono happened. But I think the coolest thing for Hinch, when he got pulled a year later from that crash. Oh, man, me and my dad were watching that together, and we were both just like, come on, Hinch, come on, come on. You got – and then when he crossed the line, we were just yeah. both on our feet, just – just cheering. Oh, it was so exciting. I didn't think he was gonna do it because I didn't he was, either. <laughs> he was going against he was going against Ed Carpenter. And oh man, that man's quick. Yeah, oh yeah, especially for Indy. And the first three laps, James was just slightly behind Ed. And then that last lap he got equaled with him, then he got ahead of him, and he got pulled. And I think everyone just because of the story was happy that, you know, oh, yeah. Hinch got pulled. And we're not going to talk 2018 of him missing the 500. That No, no that one hurt because, you know what, he had a good car. Yeah, he got uh, caught out because it rained. He was the first one to go out in the rain. And yeah, he did not produce – he didn't produce a good time. The thing I remember that is I looked at the time and I was like, why are y'all just waiting around till y'all get bumped? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I felt like you got the speed. You you probably will go faster. Just take your time off and go again because you're probably going to have to go again anyways. I felt like they weren't reacting as fast as they should have. And mm-hmm. they, it just – they put them in a box. You know, he goes out and 
qualifies and turns out there's a will wait or there's a sensor wrong, you know, balancing inside the tire, he can't do it. And then he never got to go out again. I mean, yeah. it's and just, that's the team's fault. Like oh. it's not even Hinch's fault. Like that's, it's yeah. always the team's fault in his situations, unless it's a part failure. But right. I mean, I will say this though about Hinch is if he wanted to kind of sort of, let's just say, say some negative team things about it. It, it was either in house and that was mm-hmm. it. Like he did not bash the team. And, oh yeah. And, you know, he didn't race. Even Roger Pinsky gave him a salute uh, when they, he was being introduced for the um, trophy for winning Indy 500 full power, you know, saying, hey, congratulations, you know, we don't, I'm glad that you just didn't buy another entry and just jump into another car, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I miss Hinch uh, as a driver. I mean, my favorite quote that he said was at Texas 2018 when – that's it's even a photo I post sometimes is uh I think the reporter's asking something that Chip Ganassi said and Hinch just claps back. I think that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> he's a funny man. Like he's he I follow him on Instagram and he's hilarious. He is hilarious. Um he's a personality. And he's perfect for the booth. Like oh. he has the knowledge and mm-hmm. he's been on the big team and he's just perfect for that role. I, instead, I don't even get to watch it. Yeah, I hope that they need to find a fix for that, especially when you still have Dalton Kellett. Uh, he's Canadian. I know he's not with the best team in AJ4. One would argue probably one of the worst teams, unfortunately. But I mean, y'all say because it's Foyt racing. Yeah. I mean, they've they have struggled for such a long time. And but here's the thing y'all have the Toronto Grand Prix. Yeah. I mean, they need to find what a about, fix for that. What about what about uh, Circuit Villeneuve? Like, yeah, why don't they go there? I would bet you, like NASCAR would go there. Yeah, NASCAR took the Xfinity Series there about 15 years ago. Um, here's my thing: I have said this, and I will keep saying this. NASCAR do not have a street race in Chicago. Take no. NASCAR, go join IndyCar in Toronto. And have a joint weekend there. I have been saying this for a long time. You're Canadian. Would you be opposed to that or against it or, or for it, more or less? I, I would love that. that. That would be amazing. Like, we, we need more races in Canada because, like, we just got the Canadian series, really. Right. And, I mean, F1 comes here. I think they're going to come here this year. And uh, depending on COVID, I guess, really. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. And uh, and then we got, I think, one indie. Is there any indie races in Canada anymore? You're going to have Toronto. Uh, it's on the schedule now. Um, it, that could change because of COVID. Um, yep. You know, I, 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 remember, I did see something this week to even the Blue Jays. They said that, hey, y'all can play in Toronto. However, your visitors, they all have to be vaccinated. Yeah, to come over here and play in Toronto. Um, if they're not vaccinated, they can't cross the border. So they're being very, very strict with that. And hey, that's okay. I don't even like the Blue Jays. <laughs> uh, I don't either, for obvious reasons. I'm a, I'm, a, 
I'm a Red Sox fan. I don't I don't want to like the Blue Jays. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. I'm a Texas Rangers fan, so we don't like Jose Batista so much. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I did cheer when they were going on their little streak there because, like, you know, Boston was already out. They kind of sucked that year. Yeah. That was, I mean, oh, Odor punching Batista. Oh, my oh, gosh. That was hilarious. <laughs> I remember seeing that uh, where I was at, my buddy was leaving, and then I saw the TV, and I said, dude, come here. He's like, what? I got to leave. No, you need to come here and see this. That is probably the best straight-up punch I have ever seen in baseball. Oh, man, he put some, he put some fist into that one. Like he, he, There was a lot behind that punch. Oh, yes. and I, The thing I find hilarious of the whole scuffle, and we're getting off topic, who cares? You have Adrian Beltre, who I love Beltre. He comes and he grabs Batista, pulls him out of the melee. So both teams are going at it, and you have Batista being held by Beltre. No one's going to, like, get near – no one got near Beltre. Like, oh, no. Uh, that, no, that's Adrian. Like, he, we're, we're he good. Protected I, we're, him. Well, he did. He did protect Batista, but he didn't have anyone from Toronto try to go challenge Adrian. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't. Nope. Uh, he's a big boy well uh we're gonna we'll switch to um nascar with what we saw today and oh we have breaking news for a question later for you um perfect no well noah gregson won the xfinity race yesterday did you catch any other race yesterday i caught the highlights i caught the beginning of it and then uh I had to go out, so. Uh, well, it pretty much was Noah Gregson versus Brandon Jones from Joe Gibbs Racing. Noah drives for JRM. Um, I would say this. I mean, you've been watching NASCAR for quite some time. You've been watching Noah for quite some time. I think he is finally becoming, I think, a more mature driver. Aggressive, but not as over the top. What would you say about Noah? I I think I'm going to have to agree with you there. I honestly don't like him. I think he's just bad for Junior right now. When he was in his bad state, you know, like when yeah. he was just wrecking cars every week or like going for the holes, you were like, what? Excuse me? Why did you even try that? Like, But I, you know I, what? As a driver, I think he's maturing because I, I did listen to a podcast where he sat him down and he was like, listen, you gotta smarten up here. Like, you, yeah, you can't do this. Like, what's wrong? Is there something in your life like going on? Because like you're just not focused. And then I think after that, he turned it right around. He's been a different driver since I would say about the two thirds mark of last year. You know, he had some bad luck last year, beginning of the year, middle of the year. Finally got the ball running, rolling. He won at Richmond, won at Darlington, won at Martinsville to make the championship four. Mm-hmm. Those early years of Noah that we're talking about, though, I see that exactly in Ty Gibbs. Like, oh yes, and, oh it's bad. <laughs> like, yeah, like I see a little bit of, well, more than a little bit of Noah in Ty Gibbs. Those early years, um, where I hate to say it, Ty. You're lucky Ryan Sieg was the one you punted because if you actually punted someone at Vegas that knew how to get you back, you wouldn't have won that race. Your car would have been behind the wall. That, um, but no, uh, Noah, I think 
it'd be interesting to see what happens for the rest of the year with him. Uh, be interesting to see if he gets any NASCAR cup offers, legitimate cup offers. He's racing for colleague racing, uh, part-time in the cup series. I believe he's in next week at Atlanta. Um, we'll talk about today's race though. Chase Briscoe gets his first career win and his second year in the cup series, driving the 14 car for Stuart Haas racing pain. Um, <laughs> what you, you know why I say that? Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I wonder how Boyer felt about that calling that race. Um, I think you know. I think he said something at the end of the race, like it was. It sounded almost sarcastic. It was nice to see the fourteen in the in the in the winning. I bet you he he missed going back to winning or uh, victory lane with that fourteen there. God, he came so close in twenty twenty. That I mean, oh. oh. At least he uh, got Martinsville, you know. Yeah. Um, his last one, he had to hold off your driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, at 2018 Michigan race, if the rain doesn't, doesn't come at that lap at that time, Harvey could spy him. I mean, he he had to work for that one. Um, what did you think That's of the race, though? I That was I, – I love these cars. I, I think they're just great. I just – this is exactly what we wanted. And it's exactly what we got. And well, I think this close, it's showing because you've gone to the big tracks, the small tracks, the the plate racing. Like, you've got everything down. Now we just got to do the road course, see how that is. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think we've made a car that's going to be good, except for this tire. I Okay. Well, if you but- want to make it look like a real car, it doesn't have a single lug yeah but then again out of all the forms of motorsports i mean they were the only one that still had the five lug i i get it it's just gonna but that's take some time get, i know it's gonna take some time getting used to <laughs> honestly oh, the tire situation though needs to get fixed yeah i agree um we i can't saw have- your tweet to door bumper clear for that and it does exactly I- I have noticed this, though, since California. And you know what? Let's go ahead and dive, because where we're going at with this uh, debate, let's just go ahead and just dive into the questions from the Discord from Spawn. Serious question. After the West Coast swing, what is your thoughts overall of the racing? Where do you think in each manufacturer stands in competitiveness? And what teams do you think stand out and are your biggest surprises? What do you think after these first four races? Well, first, I love the West Coast Swing because mm-hmm. that's my side of the country. Even though I'm in Canada, I'm still on the West side. So it's nice to have them come to California and be on the, the actual times <laughs> that I can watch <laughs> the race. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, yeah, I loved it. I thought this was great. It was close racing all the time. Everybody was packed together. If there wasn't one guy just leading like Reddick was at Fontana there, um, there was pack racing behind him the whole time. Like it was, this is great. And like, I think to say it, Chevy and Ford are the strongest two cars. I agree. And Toyota's struggling outside of Vegas, where if Eric Jones yeah. doesn't crash, you know, yeah, Kyle was, Bush Kyle is going to win that. Yeah, but I would agree. Toyota looks the team, uh, the manufacturer that's kind of on the back foot. You know, Ford looked good at Daytona. They looked good today 
Uh, you had Briscoe yeah. win. You had Ryan Blaney up there. Harvick was in the top four pretty much majority of the race. And then you got Reddick and Chastain and Chevys with yeah, all like it all the Hendricks. Like it's just that's the thing is it's back to Ford and Chevy finally. You know, Toyota's not dominating this thing. I would say when you look at the Chevy cam, we expect Hendrick to be up there for sure. Mm -hmm. RCR with Tyler Reddick, we know the talent he is. I mean, yeah, he was kind of leaving his own at Auto Club. I mean, kind of get it, have to rip the fence, high tire wear. I mean, Reddick's going to destroy the field, in my opinion, come Homestead. Either him or Kyle Larson. Oh, oh that's, yeah. That's going to be a that's fun, be a fun to watch. one. Oh, I'm stoked. Yeah, uh, yeah. I um, but look at Trackhouse with Frost Chastain. Oh, and Suarez? Uh, so, yes. Suarez got a top 10 today? Mm -hmm. I mean, you wrecked Dylan to get it, but... <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, I actually didn't catch that part. <laughs> um, I need to rewatch that part then, I guess. I, I missed that. But no, Trackhouse, I would probably say when you, if you had to rank the Chevy teams in Cup, you have Hendrick, obviously, number one. And I would probably put RCR and Trackhouse kind of equal footing with where I, they're at. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, RCR is going back to their good old days. I think Dylan needs to go, though. This is his last year. I think he needs to. That if you're gonna have Reddick, you're gonna have to have somebody else. I hate to say that. I mean, I've had that impression with Dylan. Um, well, actually, I have was... been a Dylan fan since the beginning. He shouldn't be running the three car. I believe. I, I think I know why you say that with him and you know Ty and Austin. Yeah, and, it's and just, Kevin. It's not, it's not the right number to be running. It is. It is. It's kind of grown on me. I remember when that first time I saw the three car in 2014. It. it took a bit to get used to oh um, man it was hard to watch yeah. especially yeah it, the one it, he struggled that was the problem <laughs> the one thing i would say with dylan is there's no one in rcr in their xfinity camp that warrants a cup ride right now sheldon creed you know he's still trying to get the ball rolling a little bit he's had some good success but not nothing that you know would he's not cup ready neither no. of them are no neither neither is austin hill i know he won daytona uh, painful as an Almendinger fan, yeah. Holly Gracing fan. I was like, why did AJ get that far out ahead? You know they're going to get a run on you. Uh, <laughs> but not, nothing against yeah. Austin Hill. I mean, but I would say that's probably the saving grace right now for Dylan, outside of mm -hmm. the obvious uh, who his dad is. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with all this, with the four different tracks we've seen. Uh, I know Daytona East Coast, but you know the West Coast. Toyota looks like the manufacturer that kind of needs to get the ball rolling, kind of work on their issues. Um, outside... Well, it looked like in dusty areas, they didn't have cooling. It just blocked everything. Yeah, they had um, that issue at Auto Club. I know Kyle Bush had that issue. Bubba had that issue. And what was funny is Freddie Kraft on the radio, and you know, you heard it <laughs> later on, on during the show, it's like, oh, just tape, tape off the grill. Oh, right, we can't do that. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, that's a that's a new thing. I guess everyone's getting used to these things, which are you know what? That's yeah. great. It's making drivers drive. Yes, we're seeing cars spin. Yeah, we're, and drivers I mean, who are good. Spin. Yes, Brad that's, spun. Uh, he didn't spin this week. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it's funny because when Dylan or when um when Chase Elliott spun, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you probably wanted to caution. To <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, yeah. And then as soon as I saw him going, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I saw a tweet 
and I don't know if it's true or not. When Harvick spun at Auto Club, it was, was it Auto Club? Yeah, Auto Club. I know it was in practice. It was the first time he has spun all by himself since Michigan in 2006. Yeah. I mean, that just shows right there that we kind of got what we want because this 550 package mm-hmm. is horrible. It, that 550 oh. package is horrible. It was boring Harvick to watch. Races because of that package. Kansas. Kansas was the biggest one that I think mm-hmm. everyone was like, are you serious right now? Like, yep. this is what we're watching? Like, this new car, I'm excited for Kansas. That is going to be one race I think Larson or Reddick's going to be on the top to just like Homestead. Well, uh, we're going to Atlanta this week. It's a new repave, new design of a track. It's actually Ugh. classified as a restrictor plate track. I, I know it's tapered spacer, but we still call it plate racing, us old school people. Yep. Uh, do you think we're going to see basically a Daytona Talladega at Atlanta next week? Or do you think, what do you think we're going to see? Because it's a big question mark of an unknown. Well, I mean, get into this later, but I'm a huge fan of Atlanta. Um, I think it was one of the best tracks out there. Who cares if it chews up tires? Figure yeah. out how to not get it to chew up tires. Like, that's just, I remember us going there in the, the NLRA league, and I was like, man, how do we not get this thing to chew up tires? And we worked on that to just yeah. not get it to chew up tires. Like, it's, that's racing. You got to figure out your tracks. And I don't like the fact that you repaved it. But I, uh, I think it's going to be a plate race. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> I felt like, you know, the track was going to get repaid one way or another because it was an old surface. Uh, the last time it was paid was in 1997 when they reconfigured it from basically an oval that current day is homestead to now the dog leg that it, that it mm-hmm. is now. Um, I was okay with a repave. I was not okay with them redesigning the whole track because let's just say that hasn't gone over well with other tracks that SMI has you know, kind of redone. Look at Texas. Look at Kentucky. Texas is honestly <laughs> Texas is ruined. Oh, one hundred percent. It's ruined not only for NASCAR. It's ruined for IndyCar with that I'm, TJ one. I'm mess. worried Atlanta might be ruined, and like this car might be just like it might show its weakness at this track. I have a feeling we're gonna tear up a bunch of cars. That's just oh, there's gonna I, be a million dollars spent this weekend. Well, we touched on this earlier, but now we're going to go right into it. How would you guys, this is by Titan, by the way, how would you guys build the Andretti team that's coming up in 2024? He asked 2026, but I switched to 2024. Oh, yeah. From the driver's team, principal, title sponsor, team colors, etc. It's a sandbox. What do you think about it? What would you do if you were the one basically doing all the decisions for Andretti? Well, I, when I was creating this, little notes i have in front of me this is kind of fun because i was like man how do you build a team mm-hmm. um i think you need a veteran from f1 like we talked about like alonzo grosjean somebody who's been in the car and who knows how to design the car or hulkenberg or somebody a little more you know somebody who knows what they're doing to show the young kids right around you know um team principal i don't really know this is more your expertise here. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to be honest. There's no one that really kind of just stands out. Um, I think maybe one guy in particular, Jill DeFerrin. 
being the fact that he was with uh, McLaren. He was their team principal or team director, if you'd like. Uh, he's not with McLaren anymore. Um, and Jill, I think Jill has a really good relationship with Michael Andretti when they had that partnership with um, for Indy. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when Fernando was a rookie, you know, Jill came along as well. So I could see Jill being that guy. He's had experience not only as McLaren as a race director, he had his own team uh, mm-hmm. in sports cars. So Jill would get my vote. We know I, one driver already in it, in Colton. Yeah. We talked Fernando. Is I want to put Pato. I, if I made a super team, it would be Pato and Herda. They used to be teammates before. I That's... Keep going. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It wouldn't be a bad idea, honestly. Um, you already stuck two rookies in the Williams. Might as well stick two rookies in the or in the Haas. Sorry. Might as yeah. He's well in the in the new one, but I think you need a veteran. I really I, do. I do too. I think the ones I would look at Fernando if he still wants to do it. We I know Valtteri has a multi-year contract with Alfa Romeo, but we all know the future of Formula yeah. One. Hey, it could be Sergio Perez, for all we know. Yeah, you never know. I mean, um, he does bring I, spo- uh, funding and sponsorship, so that could be one as yeah, well. He's got millions come behind him. That's what's mm-hmm. helping. You know, I think that's what helped Red Bull make their merger with Honda. Is the fact that they had two drivers bringing in multi, multi-million dollars. Well, plus all their Red Bull stuff. That, and they were in a really bad relationship with Renault. I think, yeah. you know, that kind of, I think Red Bull looked at it going, hey, we're not going to be championship contenders with Renault, which is current oh. day Alpine. And hey, Honda, I think they wanted to prove, especially the McLaren and to all the Formula One that, you know, we're not a joke here. Give us, give us, you know, help us out and give us a good foundation. And then we can do what we currently see right now. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's cool, even though they are kind of pulling out of Formula One, they're still in the sport. From Zach, and this is where the breaking news thing comes in. What are your expectations oh. for the New England Patriots for the NFL next year? The breaking news is uh, he's not going to New England, but Tom Brady's not retiring. Oh, for frig's sakes. That literally just broke while we were recording. Oh, where's this. he going now? He's pulling the Brett Favre. I haven't looked. I don't know if this means where he's signing. That's going to be looked at to another day. I, I just saw the headline going, oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, man. Here we go. Well, uh, yesterday I had to talk with Wyoming. It was all Rams related. Uh, today I'll talk to you about uh, Patriots related. You know, what do you think about next year? What did you think of this year with Mac Jones as a rookie? Um, well, what were your thoughts? Man, I love Mac Jones. I think he's the best pick that they could have had. Besides, no, you know what? He was the best pick they could have had. Really, he fits perfectly with the New England system. I've watched Billichek from since I was a Patriots fan from '99, like. I I know what this team's made of. I've seen him take players who are sixth, seventh, eighth round draft picks and turn to stars. Like this this team can be good, but it's not gonna be yet. And this dynasty is over. Like it's it's this is we're taking a break. We gotta settle down here for a bit. You know, like I think next year's gonna be playoffs. 
maybe first round exit, but I think he's lacking defense and receiver. Yeah, I would say last year watching the Patriots, you know, they played Dallas. I want to say that was like week six. Week It was kind of near the middle of the year. Yeah. Dallas was uh, five and one, whatever they want at the time. Best team in the NFC, best team maybe in football. And y'all pushed them to overtime. And y'all almost won that game. Y'all could have won that game. And I felt like – I know, eh? <laughs> that was a close one. <laughs> I felt like, though, that loss – kind of that team realized hey we just almost beat the cowboys who at the time were the number one seed yeah you know hey if we play like this going forward we can do something and from that point we went on on a seven game winning streak yeah y'all did um there was a brief moment y'all were the uh afc east division leaders then them bills man i know you know what this is funny. We're talking about this because I hated the Bills. Yeah. Oh, man. Growing up, Bills and Miami. No, not a fan. I didn't care about the Jets because they were never a problem. No, but, they've not been relevant for like 20 years. Um, but like, <laughs> yeah, I hated the Bills and I hated the Dolphins. Now I'm just like, man, those two teams are really good. <laughs> like I've... the Bills, I'm like cheering for the Bills. I'm like, man, what am I doing? I'm a Patriots fan here. I think you know for the Bills. I always had a. I like I like him. I like Allen. He's yeah, he's awesome. I for the Bills, like I didn't have an opinion over them. Um, I was young, like very young, when they had their four consecutive Super Bowl run, and I was aware of it, but not really aware of it. You know, when I saw that thirty for thirty, four falls of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. Have you? No. I would recommend it. It's really, really good. But watching that, I was like, man, this is the most snake-bitten franchise I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's not the fact that they lost four Super Bowls. It's kind of the way they did. And, you know, hearing the stories, it's like, you know what? I, I agree with uh, names spacing out of my head. The guy that ran Meet the Press for so many years on ABC. I believe it was on ABC. You know, like – we're Buffalo. Like we just want one. Like, and I was like, you know what? He's right. Buffalo does deserve this. So I, I was kind of cheering for them as well. Outside speaking of, being... of Buffalo, mm-hmm. they got to change the OT rules. That's this is this has got to change. There's no reason the OT rules need to be like that. That's. Uh... I agree. Um... College, go college. I like the suggestions there were on Twitter that they put out. There were some really funny ones. Like start, I, start half the team on each side and then go the other way, kind of thing. And like, I guy off every time. You know, Friday, or also, hey, Katra, she's a big college football fan, mm-hmm. and we've both kind of agreed to this. Take that college football overtime rules, not the new ones that have them like at the two yard line, which is ridiculous now. Like you yeah. had the perfect thing and now you've messed it up. <laughs> yeah. But take the take the one that you had the perfect thing and have the NFL have them start at the 40. Like have them start at the their their 40, not not 40 yards to go, like 60 yards to go and do it college football style because field goal kickers can kick. We've seen Justin Tucker kick a 63 yarder. So <laughs> all he's got to do is go yeah. 10 yards, but make it challenging. But Give it to where both teams have an opportunity. Because like yeah. fifteen seconds. Yes. Like that wasn't even a game. That's like okay. Like understanding like a, a hockey, they go three on three in um, 
in uh, the regular season, they go five on five in the uh, playoffs. Playoff. Yeah. Like if they score in 15 seconds, well, that's their own fault. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they, they went through six guys and got a goal. Like that's, that's great. You just like got like, 15 seconds and the guys didn't even get the ball like yeah uh 100% agree I would say this though when it comes to overtime in sports hockey is the most stressful as a fan I oh. mean god especially playoff hockey oh I haven't <laughs> seen that much in a while but uh why would you say that I'm a Canucks fan <laughs> oh yeah being down over here and uh in BC. Well, I was recommend another thirty for thirty. Watch the Wayne Gretzky one. It's the first one that they made. That one's a good one. I think I, I think I watched that yeah, way, way, way back. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, uh, but no, we like with the stars. You know, we had that Stanley Cup run a couple of years ago. Um, we lost. I know how that feels. Yeah, we we lost in the, the actually the final against the Lightning. But like when we were in overtime against, I believe it was Las Vegas. It was stressful, and like we got the go-ahead goal, and we won. I think same thing against Colorado. It was Game Seven, and we were in overtime. I mean, it's stressful because it can literally end at any shot or uh, or at any time. You only get to walk away and go do something when a commercial break happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's stressful, but I love it. Oh, uh, I do you are you gonna have questions for me? I got Raptors questions for you. Okay, so that's later. So I have questions yeah. for you. Okay. Well, you and Demon Knights uh, in the Reaper League, um, y'all two are big Kevin Harvick fans. And I've not asked Demon why he's a Harvick fan, but I'm going to ask you. Where did it start with you being a Harvick fan, and why are you a fan of his? Okay, well, we're going to have to start with a sad story here. Um. So my dad is a Harvick fan, or um, a really big NASCAR fan, and so mm-hmm. are my my grandparents. And uh, so my dad and grandpa worked at Chevy, so they're big Chevy fans. And Earnhardt was my favorite dad for my dad. And uh, I remember in two thousand and one, we were all sitting around, and I was an Earnhardt fan since I was a kid. That thing I showed you the other day, that was. Mm-hmm. My mom made me that back in 96. So, like, I was an Earnhardt fan. I was a young little doctor, though. I was born in 94. So, in 2001, I think I was six. Or I, six was, I, think. I, I was 12. Yeah. I was, so I was 11 or 12. I remember sitting there and my dad we i remember watching the crash and it flashes back to me every once in a while but i just remember seeing the crash and and then an hour a bit later my dad's like he uh he didn't make it and i bawled i was a kid and i bawled i just lost my favorite race car driver like oh man it devastated me as a kid and uh so flipped to rockingham and this is where my dad I don't think he ever picked another driver. I think that that hurt him so much that he just cheered for junior and that was it. And, and he let me pick my own driver after that, basically, because I was a little kid and uh, he was like, this is the new good wrench driver. And I was like, that's my guy. And after that, I was a little kid. So I, you know, I didn't really know much, but as soon as it got to Atlanta, I remember watching that race 
at home. I'm sitting there and watching. I'm like, my guy's going to win this thing. And that was his second start, and I've been a Harvick fan ever since. I, I've i gone through some hard times. <laughs> Kenseth. Yeah. Um, oh, man. That, you know what? That was a hard one because he really should have won that. Like, he should have won that thing. But, uh, oh, man. Like, it's just, I don't know. Ever since that, he's been, I've laid my driving style around him. I've. I've tried to perfect Phoenix, even the new one. Like I wanted to drive like him on Phoenix. I used to play 2003 all the time just to make sure I was like Harvick kind of thing playing that. And I got all my little 29 hats and all those things from growing up and all my 29 cars. And, and 2007, I was, whew, that was a, that was a relief. I just wanted something else. Like it was so bad. Nothing was going like our way ever. Like we had the worst luck. I (laughs) Harvick scraps with everybody at this point. He's just a young duffer and he just wants to beat everybody up. Um, but yeah, it was, I, he was fun off topic a little bit. Remember that time he pitted in the other team's box because he was so mad. Oh yeah, that was. It was Texas. Uh, I know he did it at Martinsville in the truck race when he was yep. mad at Ty Dillon, who ironically KHI they gone from a uh, <laughs> team owner or whatever for Xfinity Trucks. Now they represent drivers. He represents Ty Dillon. You know that, right? Yeah, he's the, <laughs> that's funny. It is funny a little bit, but yeah, that was a good one. He, I'm, I'm, I remember him scrapping Biffle. I remember him scrapping mm-hmm. Rudd. I was like, man, Harvick is tough, and I'm like, I like this guy. And then starting growing up and you know, getting older and learning more about NASCAR and getting more into it, I always tried to draw draw Harvick cars and have all my Harvick things. All my binders have Harvick things all over it. But uh, 2014, I don't think I have cried that hard. Ever. Yeah, Homestead. I. When he when when Childers brought him in, I was like, I trust you. I was like, I trust him. Like the whole season, I was like, man, this guy's awesome. Like, where where did he come from? Why didn't we have him since the beginning? Why didn't like why why couldn't have Harvick won more championships? Because if he had Childers, he could have won more championships. And that year, showing with Stewart, the first year, man, he came out and I was like, I'm like, you're pitting, but you know what? that's okay and when he won i was like holy crap finally like finally <laughs> i think with rodney you know before 2014 he was with uh michael watchup racing he was Mark mm-hmm. martin's crew chief and yeah. and harvick noticed that 55 and noticed mark martin and i think harvick and martin are very close actually you know, i talked about on a Dojo to download you know kevin spent a couple of days in wyoming with mark uh mm-hmm. mulling his future and, you know, Harvick wanted Rodney Childers. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. That was and, the best pairing. And you know who Rodney reached out to be his number one engineer? It was He did reach out to Cole Pern, so that would have been even that's better my, for you. That's my even – see, that's the thing. is like Cole Pern or Rodney Childers, I would have picked both. Yeah, Rodney, Rodney I and have, Harvick. Like, oh, they're perfect. Like, the fact that he came – and made a, a leap from RCR to Stuart Haas, who, yeah, I mean, Stuart won a championship in a Stuart Haas car already. 
But yeah. you're bringing in a new driver, not starting a team up. Like this is this was ho- like you never know how this is gonna go. That could have been a Mm-mm. flub to make it to the top four. It's like Truex, man. When Truex won that championship on in Furniture Row, holy moly! We were he had to we, work for that one. He had to work for that, but Cole Pern got him there, and that's what yeah. a good crew chief gets you. Like that, I get Knaus. And Jimmy won a lot of championship together, and they did a lot. Like, but the crew chief worked his butt off to get him there, and that's the thing. Is I've realized, I, good I Todd Barrier just wasn't the answer for all those years. He might have been good friends with him, but like, just wasn't the answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, Cole Pern. You know, he gets linked up with Martin Truex Jr., and they pretty much write the book of this is how you stage race, especially in 2017. I mean, how many times does spotters say on the radio, uh, stage winner MTJ, like 20 times? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you look right. at Rodney and what he's done with Harvick. I mean, one wonders if Harvick doesn't go to that four car or has Rodney uh, as his crew chief, you know, what kind of transpires with Harvick and what does this career happen after? 2014 you know yeah 100% 100% yeah I have to ask the elephant in the room because you're a Harvick fan what did you think of him and Chase Elliott's deal at Bristol and the Roval and all of that where is your thoughts on that okay well I was trying to write this and my intro into this is talk about how Chase Elliott is a bitch yeah, you used the word you can't use, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but uh, like he just he that's sore loser, man. Like, yeah, you, you're <laughs> if Harvick, if this was 10 years ago, Harvick would have kicked his butt. And like that, that's just like you're playing, you're playing with fire at that point, really. Like, you just there's no reason for it. You blocked the guy because you you lost. He went in hard. You'd done it before. You don't have to wreck the guy. You don't have to block him from winning it. Like, you're playing, like, you're just, like Harvick said and a lot of the older drivers have said, you're not, the young ones do not respect anyone. No. They're all for themselves. Yes. And you know what? This That's not racing. You're, you shouldn't just be all for yourselves. That's, he intentionally, okay. He intentionally spun after he got mad at Larson. We all yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah, just was... pulling a little crybaby, you know? Like, it's just – that's just – that's ridiculous. I think Harvick did a great job of explaining that when it was on the uh, Dell Ginger download. And yeah. about that. Like, I think a lot of people – and let's be honest here. Chase Elliott fans, there's some good ones, but that fan base is quite delusional. Oh, Chase, yeah. Chase was what one, two laps down, and he was intentionally holding up Harvick, you know, so that way Larson could win the race. His teammate, I'm thinking, that's not right. That is not right because we have the 100% rule in NASCAR now, thanks to the spin gate of 2013 with Boyer. No comment, yeah. by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting there going, you got what you deserved. You took a race win away from Harvick. You. I'm sorry. I understand you had your conversations and you you have all that, but you took a race win. You took a yeah. bonus for not only Harvick but all the crew guys. And I'm like, yeah, this makes and he sense. He never like, won that year. No, 
He, uh, that was probably the only race he could have won that year because yeah. SHR for some reason weren't competitive consistently. Like outside of New Hampshire and Nashville is the only time I remember SHR really up front. You know, um, yeah, yeah. It's just it like he's pulled. Yeah, like I respected Chase Elliott before that. Like you know, watching his Xfinity wins and yeah. things like that. Like it was you know. It was cool. You know, it's an Elliot. He won the same year as the Lakers win. His dad wins the same year as the Lakers win. You know, like, it's just, there's cool things. That was sweet. Then he pulls that. I'm like, I've lost all my respect for you. Like, that's just, there's no reason for it. Yeah. No I mean, it, it's just like, dude, you crossed a line there with, a, with, yeah, like, you got what you deserved. And, yeah. The whole thing with the Roval, yeah, he got away with it because Harvick didn't 100% wreck him, as he should have. But no, he just bumped him. I don't believe Harvick even tried to wreck him. It just happened. Well, he <laughs> did throttle up. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Chase probably didn't throttle up very hard to make it look like that, too. You know, there's, there's, you know, there's things. It, I just think Chase is just, it's, yeah. it's getting too much. I, I, it's going to be interesting. I've always noticed, even like today, like hmm, Harvick and Chase are close. Are we going to? I was anything? thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, I think when those two are around each other, it's going to be in the back of everyone's mind going, Do we see round three here? <laughs> I was like, Just bump them. Just, just right. bump them a little. <laughs> well, <sighs> Harvick, he's had a long career. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had thought about actually calling it done at the end of 2021. And then he talked to Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace, and et cetera. Um, but sooner or later, he is going to call it a career. And it would not surprise me if he ends up being in the booth for, you know, Fox or CBS is rumored to be coming to NASCAR. They do SRX. But mm-hmm. do you have anyone else in line of who you're going to follow once Harvick decides to call it a day? Or is that going to be TBD? Oh no! I, it's kind of hard because I've been a Harvick fan since two thousand one, yeah. and if he retires in three years, I mean that's twenty three years of being a fan. It's you know I got to find somebody like him. But you know what? I'm still going to go for Stewart because you know anybody yeah. he picks, you know it, whoever he puts in those four cars, whatever you know, I'll cheer for him as a team. But I I like Blaney and Reddick. I like their driving styles. I like Reddick how aggressive he is and goes up on the top. And I like how Blaney is just, uh, he's a little bit smooth, you know, he gets a little frustrated here and there, but you know, (laughs) he'd had his, his day was today and he got unlucky. Yeah. The cautions did not really pan out the end. It seemed for some reason. And you know, the final third part of the race today is just, it wasn't there. The car just kind of tapered off, and you saw Briscoe and Reddick. Chastain was up there. Harvick was consistently up there. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think that votes well if Blaney gets into the championship four. Um, yeah. I think – you look at Reddick. I think Reddick, he is – he's due for a race win, and I have a feeling with Reddick when he does win one – it's going to be all of a sudden he's going to win a lot very, very soon. It's going to be like Larson when he won his mm-hmm. first, and then the floodgates started to open. Um, I'm excited I, for Riddick's first win. I think it's going to come soon. He's shown it. I mean, I can relate to this a little bit. I mean, when Bobby Labonte retired in 2013, 
you know, I watched the sport, but I didn't have a driver. Uh, you guys retire already. Holy moly, man. I know. Like Larson, <laughs> Larson was fun to watch, you know, 2014, 2015 yeah. time because of how talented he was. But I won't lie. Um, Clint Boyer was just funny and hilarious. And it's either in, in an interview or when the camera's right there, he's genuinely that. He's not playing a mm-hmm. role. And then all I got to say is the radio with him and Brett, like, Okay. Oh, that's I, hilarious. Like this is this is hilarious. And that's how I became a fan. And now he's retired. And I'm just kind of sort of a colleague racing fan because I like Chris Rice and what he does as a team president. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been on Door Pupper Clear. I like okay, I like this guy. This guy's uh, he's one I look at going, I would love to work with him. Like I would love to be at that shop with him because of just his attitude and he's always positive. So yeah, uh, it's it's kind of weird when that driver retires. Like, you just don't know who you're going to follow. It's just like one day, like, I start being a fan of this guy. You just don't like anybody that is older. Like, I'm not picking Logano or Bush. Like, oh, I don't like no. Logano at all. Like, you know, I'm not picking guys who, like, I've watched race. I got to pick the younger guys. Like, he's I, only a year older than I am, and, it's you know, it's kind of cool. I won't lie. I do like Kyle, uh, you know, with with his son. I think those yeah, are- that's cool. I think all of them doing all that is cool, but Kyle's person, I'm not a fan. Yeah, we, I say I <laughs> don't disagree. We already touched on Toronto and the NDGP, so we're gonna go to the final one I had for you. Not only are you a NASCAR fan, but you're also big in Formula One, and we're excited. Next weekend is the Bahrain Grand Prix. It is almost literally right here. Yay! Who's your team and drivers that you follow in Formula One? Well, I would say my team is probably Red Bull and player okay. the most. Um, I, Ferrari, I'm liking because science is, you know, he's he's showing what he's made of. He's making Leclerc look kind of stupid right now, actually. You know, like whole last year, didn't didn't exit one race, Mm-mm. like just perfect season for science, except for not getting, you know, three wins or whatever, but. Like, I mean, it's just he's shown he is way better than the driver they've picked to put in that car. I would say, you know, Leclerc gets that five year extension that Schumacher never got, Vettel never got, mm-hmm. Alonso never got. Like, he's the future Ferrari, and Carlos Sainz says, Oh, that's cool. Watch this. I mean, and the thing with Carlos that has been impressive, he goes from, you know, Renault, then he goes to McLaren in the first year. You know, he gets a podium at Brazil. Uh, kind of got lucky a little bit with Hamilton and Albon. But he goes to McLaren, and he's immediately on the pace. He goes to Ferrari. Same thing. Like, he, in my opinion, is the most underrated driver from the one. He's I think just, I agree. He's not had a race win yet. He's been close. But if Ferrari can give him and Leclerc a proper championship race-winning contending car – he's going to get his wins and it's going to be interesting to see how him and Leclerc get on with uh, being teammates with Ferrari. Uh, we could mm-hmm. see some fireworks. I mean, Oh yeah. Uh, everyone kind of points at Russell and Hamilton of maybe producing some fireworks. I'm like, I 
don't look at that one. I kind of look at Ferrari here because they're both young. They both want to prove that they're the guy now. And Ferrari has said to Carlos Sainz and to Leclerc, you're on equal terms. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, in Red Bull and Mercedes, they knew who the number one driver is. So, yeah, that's the uh, thing. I, I'm excited to see this Ferrari. I hope this year, you know, like I, I was talking to my dad about this. If if they can't get a more close racing group, then you got to start over, right? Figure it out again. Like you can't, you can't have this separation of two, three, four, fifteen seconds all of a sudden. Yeah, like you got to have everybody close. I wanted this year six drivers and six teams, or six drivers and or eight drivers and six teams battling for at least something in the top three. We you went know, 2012. Like, yeah, like this should be if they've figured it out, it should be exactly what NASCAR has. We want 2012 in Formula One. That 100%. year, like you just want people like Grosjean gets a podium, right? Like you're like, wait, what? Like, you know, I mean, like <laughs> I know we kind of saw it this year when you know Daniel got the win at uh, you know Monza, Monica, but like or yeah. the the year prior with Pierre Gasly getting a win, and we're mm-hmm. like. How the heck did that just happen? And or the top teams were all gone, right? I mean, it has to it has <laughs> to take like a, a miracle or something has to happen for those middle midfield teams to fight to, in current Formula One because back in the day, and by back in the day, we're talking eight years. Yeah, no, actually ten years ago. Yeah, you know, you look at that 2012 year. Yeah, Red Bull, Ferrari, McLaren, they were the top three teams, but Lotus won with Kimi, Pastor Maladano won mm-hmm. with Williams, Nico Rosberg won with Mercedes, and it's like, you know, the midfield is very close to the top team, and if they were on it that day with their car or their strategy, they could fight. I mean, Sergio Perez could have won Malaysia in 2012. You know, yeah, um, it, it's just not like last year. Yeah, it was super exciting to watch. Like. That was great. That's what F1 needed right there. Yeah, but we ne- we wanted that. It's just the the fact that like Mazepin was a second off of Schumacher, but Schumacher was like four seconds off the guy ahead of him, and he was already thirty six seconds back, and it's only five laps in. Like, you know, yeah. it it was like, where are are these cars? Like, I thought we just started the race. Like. Yeah, and, and there's other guys that are on F2 that don't have a budget that we look at going, yeah. hey, they, Nick DeFreeze would be one. Yeah. 100% would be one. Like, can't, he, get him in that Haas F1 car, please. Or, you know, there's other guys that are doing other things. You know, I know he would never do it, but hey, put Rossi in that car. Put a ward in that car. Put, because, mm-hmm. yeah, I 100% agree. We're going to the closing segment. And this is going to be a fun one. I'm actually wearing my purple Vince Carter jersey because of this. Oh, really? Uh, Oh, yeah. I'm wearing my Harvick hat right now. I (laughs) drug it out of the closet intentionally. Oh, beautiful. So we've gotten to know each other for two years since, you know, we all first started meeting. And the one thing that we have a big passion for outside of racing, we're both Toronto Raptor fans. And, you know, been fans for a while. And cool. you're going to, we're going to go with questions, but you're going to go with these. You're going to start with it more or less. So have a crack at it. Okay. So first, what attracted you to the Raptors? And you kind of already answered that, but. Well, yeah, the Jersey. Um, yeah. I remember 
I don't know if they still produce the magazine, but I remember Sports Illustrated for kids. And in every magazine, they had a poster. And there was a big Vince Carter poster from the dunk contest that he was in. And then I watched the dunk contest and I was like, oh. And then I watched uh, the dunk that he did when he jumped over that, you know, seven foot two Frenchman. And that's when I became a Raptors fan because I was a Vince Carter fan. And, <laughs> you know, 2001, I mean, that shot he missed in Philly. God, that sucked. I, I was like, no. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of where the origin it started. I did take a brief hiatus, honestly, when uh, he went to New Jersey. But, you know. Fair enough. But, you know, kind of sort of when he wasn't really, you know, the Vince Carter that we saw uh, being an all-star. And, <laughs> I mean, just a dynamic out of this planet basketball player i mean he did things that other guys only a handful of guys could do in the history of it like he can just glide through air the shots he could make and just the dunks like i mean it was just insane oh Um, but yeah that's 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 why i became a raptors fan um so what did you think of the uh championship team um you know i felt like after those couple of years, you know, we were what? They were uh, putting close. Yeah, we, we, we had the one seed, but as much as I'd like DeMar DeRozan, when the playoffs came, he was like MIA, nowhere to be found. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I, I 100% agree. He just, he kind of shut down. It's like he played a whole he, season. It was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I always felt like, because we gave him that big contract, we're not going to do anything. Our window's closing. We just fired the head coach. We had the number one seat in Cleveland. I believe it was Cleveland. Uh, forgot who we played that year. They just said, that's cute. Bye. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and trading for Kawhi Leonard. That was um, a big step up. It was what they needed. I mean, that was a big gamble because didn't know if Kawhi Leonard was even going to be interested in playing Toronto. You know? Well, yeah, look at look – at, uh, Djokovic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he just came in and just shut down Toronto. It was like, well, fine. We don't want you. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was, that happened a couple weeks ago during the trade deadline. Yeah. I yeah. Remember that. Um, you know, we got Kawhi Leonard and we weren't the number one seed with the two seed. I believe Milwaukee was our number one seed. And, you know, we went down Oh two against Milwaukee I take that back. Okay, we had that great series against the Sixers, right? Where oh yeah, Kawhi Leonard hits that game-winning shot that was like that was insane, beautiful. Shot. beautiful. Oh, um, and then kind of like that. Dang, what if like Vince? That could have been, you know, kind of got that back a little bit. We got that yeah. game winner back. Um, and I got a, a, another thing on that too. So we go to Milwaukee. We go down 0-2, and then we win the next four. We go to the finals, and we're playing Golden State. And I wasn't even worried because we beat Golden State at Oakland without Kawhi in the regular season. And I was like, we could beat and them. And they had Tristan Thompson that – or uh, yeah, Tristan Thompson at that point. Or Clay Thompson, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, people are saying that they only won that series because he was gone, and I don't believe that at all. Uh, you I know what? I think he made a difference. I think it made a little difference, sure, but they still got Steph Curry. 
Yeah. And I'm sorry. <laughs> we weren't the favorites. No one picked us. We were. And, yeah. There was no chance. When was the last time you picked the Raptors to win the basketball? You know, yeah. like. And uh, people have uh, I've heard that. Oh, well, you're only one because of Clay Thompson. It's so, and it's a variable. It happens. It's sports. Why is yeah, that? But look who we traded to get there. Right. But I'm like, my, my defense of that is how is that our fault? Yeah. How is that like, uh, so we should get penalized of winning a championship because their top player or one of their top players got hurt. It's, yeah. you know, it's basketball. Super Bowl, like, I would say there's not though. Super Bowl, but. Game six, when you had when Steph had that that look, that oh. three point look, how nervous were you? <laughs> man, we were all. I was sitting at my dad's, and we were like, "Oh man, oh man!" I'm pa- pacing back and forth. <laughs> my oh, yeah. dog's with me, just pacing back and forth. Like, oh man, oh man, what are we doing here? I, oh, it was it stressful. Got- I that last that last ten seconds. Yes, thirty seconds. It felt like 15 minutes. Yes. Uh, it's the same thing I told Wyoming yesterday with the Super Bowl. Like, dude, those last five minutes seemed like 30. I, oh, it was stressful. I mean, it, when Curry took that shot, I, I fully 100% expected that to go in. And when it didn't, I was like, oh, my God, he missed. <laughs> like the one time Steph Curry misses. Yeah. It was perfect. It needed to happen. Toronto needed to win this. You know, it needs to come back to Canada. It needs to bring that. Because you know what? We had Vancouver Grizzlies. Now we're the Memphis Grizzlies. And right. You know what? Toronto's the only team that's actually stuck around because the fan base is just hardcore. Oh, have you seen? I don't know if it's on Netflix. Did you see the Vince Carter effect? Have you seen that? Uh, no, I'm going to have to watch it. I, now that I'm home, finally, I'm going to have to. Uh, Sit down I, and watch some things finally. I don't know if it's on Netflix or not. Uh, I'll send you the link. I think I've seen it on YouTube. Dude, that just shows right there. And there's a question you have for me later of why and how Toronto is where it is today. Mm-hmm. And you might as well just go ahead and ask that question. <laughs> or was it me that had that question? I think that was you. I, uh, I really, I think I asked you. I, I asked, yeah, I think I asked you everything. Okay, well, I'll ask you. I think you got a couple more. Um, uh, what was the best Raptors team besides the championship team? Oh, yes. What do you think? That Chris Bosch team back in the day. With Chris Bosch. I think DeMar DeRozan was youngling on that team. Yeah, uh, you had. Uh, uh, and. You had Mo Pete still a little bit. Yeah, yeah, was that? You know what though? That's the problem. Is after Vince Carter, this, the Raptors haven't really been a factor till, you know, they started really getting somewhere with Kyle Lowry and and Demar Rosen and then yeah. Leonard and like they were kind of not really a factor <laughs> ever. No, <laughs> you know, no. I started to cheer for somebody else for a bit. I mean, like not cheer fully, but just like you know, like this is hard to watch. It's kind of. Oh, I'm gonna go watch, you know, uh, or somebody, you know. I'd rather watch that, you know. I remember the first game Vince played in Toronto when he was in New Jersey, and I remember the years after he played in Toronto, like that playoff series. Yeah. If people think that, like, when LeBron went to Cleveland for the first time and the booze that he got, or any time a 
player that leaves a team or a franchise or a city in a negative way comes back and they just get shelled and booed. You've not heard that time when Vince showed a Toronto, when he came back, he, it was like the fans were out for blood. And honestly, I don't blame him at the time. I don't either. And honestly, because from the fans point of view, it was, Oh, Vince is quitting. He's leaving. When it turns out actually now management also play a, bigger role in that too of why things transpired the way it did but i mean that's probably when i was in a raptors fan as well that time period um it was hard to watch like man like it was there was no and you know what that's the thing was we're talking about all these players but really the the general manager and the coach like nick cousin or nick yeah nick i can't remember his last name now I that remember coach. the GM, Glenn Glenwald. Yeah. Him. He was so horrible. Yeah. And and then we had Rob Bobcock. Or yeah. Yeah. Him. He was horrible. I mean, he I don't even think he got a GM job after the Vince Carter trade because it was such just it's arguably voted the worst it's, trade it's ever. It's like the Gretzky trade. You're like, you just traded away the best hockey player ever to exist. What, what were you thinking for a right. second here? Right. Like, um, I, I'll say the answer to the question, though, and it's been a revolving discussion even with Vince, is what if Tracy McGrady doesn't leave? Yeah. If those two – I mean, Tracy McGrady goes to Orlando and he becomes a top five player. and I mean, I believe he's in the Hall of Fame now. I think um, so, actually. Um, I'm not quite a big basketball fan. Uh, if yeah. Tracy McGrady – doesn't leave. By the way, I had his jersey when I was little as well. I saw that at Ross. I was like, oh. um, I, I think the Raptors probably win championships with VC and, and Tracy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I, because I, they would attracted more big name players, too. You know, you got Vince Carter, you got Tracy, and then you could get some of the bigger names. Right. You know? and then you've made a dynasty. You, well, we already had um, Antonio Davis. You know, well, we, had, we, had, we had Antonio Davis. Alvin Williams is a good point guard. Uh, junkyard dog, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know I, I I can't think of what his name was. Um. Uh. Then we had Charles Oakley, and yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> well, no, I mean it was a good core, and I, I really think if Tracy, if Tracy doesn't leave, I think we win championships. Um, yeah, it's just sad to like that's the thing. It's like man, you just rewind time. So trying to be looked at as like, you know, I'm scrolling oh. up to find where's my question. And this is a, I think we can both have a go at this, but mainly you in terms of basketball in Canada, because we've kind of touched on this. How much did Vince Carter change the sport sports culture in Toronto and basketball in Canada? You're from Canada. So how much did the VC going there change things? I think it, finally brought life to you know basketball in Canada like because like basketball funny basketball is actually Canadian made Mm -hmm. so to have one team is like man like it's like having one baseball team like really like why why did why did we get one team what what's so bad about having all these other places so like basketball just wasn't big like there wasn't I remember when I was a kid, like I'd have I had a Memphis Grizzly basketball and stuff like that, or a 
Vancouver Grizzly basketball and stuff. But, like, just wasn't big. I didn't watch basketball ever since I was a kid. Like, only since I started growing up. But, like, man, he changed he changed a lot here. Like, kids actually, like, you see a lot of Vince Carter jerseys around. And you see a lot of, you know, him almost just, you know, playing around in the basketball courts around. Because kids just, they like that, that. Vince Carter life in Canada, you know, it was a great time. Like it, it showed that Canada has a little life, a little spark down here, you know? Right. Cause I mean, it, we don't get as much as attention down here as you know, you guys do. Like we have all these hockey teams too. And not everybody's want to sell the cup. Right. Like, <laughs> in years. I yeah. would, I would say if Vince Carter doesn't show up to Toronto, they, the franchise could have left because they. I no don't one, think there'd be a Canadian basketball team. I, 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 yeah, because no one. I didn't know what the Raptors were because a, what's new? B, y'all weren't that good when y'all oh, no. first. Y'all were horrible. People and, didn't like the purple jerseys. Now we love the purple jerseys. Well, it's like you know, Vince Carter shows up. The Air Canada Center is the house that Carter built. Simply mm-hmm. put, enough, and. You know, he put Toronto on the map. He put Canada on the map in terms of basketball. I mean, no offense, Drake. You know, the whole I put Toronto on the map. No, oh, no. Um, no, no, you didn't. Like, um, of Toronto, too. Like, you didn't put him on the map. Either. Even Drake like, would say on. that. But I yeah. mean, it, it's, it's, it's just, you know, what made it kind of tough for me is when Vince left, it was like, you know, he always got booed and there was always that tension. And it was like that for five, six, seven years. And we hold grudges down here, man. Well, I, I think, you know, <laughs> it also didn't help that Toronto, the, the team wasn't really a contender after he left outside of a handful of years. But it was cool to see when they were honoring their, you know, I think it was their 20th year. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, 20th year. You know, they do a video tribute to Vince and the whole stadium gives them a round of applause and you see Vince getting emotional, like, okay, there's some closure there. And because I think they appreciated him. They were just like it's like people burn jerseys. You're just super right. upset in the moment. But in the in later on when you think about it, man, like you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta move right. on. To, you can't just stay there. I mean it, it was cool to see now even in today, Toronto and Vince, like there isn't that anymore. Like mm-hmm. I think it helps that Toronto, they kind of revoke, rebuilt themselves and they were contenders on their own. And they kind of basically closed the Vince Carter era and they could move on and root with their team. That was a playoff contending team year in, year out. They were in the finals. They've won the championship. I mean, a lot of that, not all of it, but like you look back going, if Vince doesn't show up, does any of that happen? Mm-hmm. Does any of this, do we have the Jurassic Park, you know, thing <laughs> in Toronto yeah. where you have fans just outside the stadium watching the game? Like, what oh, does matter? Like, it's, we lost Vancouver because it wasn't a big enough market. There wasn't no. enough people. It's like Arizona and their hockey team. They just don't have the market. It's not a hockey town. We're a right. hockey town. We don't need a basketball team here. You know, like well, we don't even have a baseball team. <laughs> well, it's like you had, you know, in Toronto, you know, Maple Leafs, and Maple Leafs is still a big thing in Toronto. 
you have the Blue Jays, but outside of them winning their World Series in the early '90s, kind of not they got relevant. Nothing. Yeah, no, they 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 weren't relevant until a handful of years ago when they faced us in the the Rangers in the playoffs in baseball. And but, they're still not relevant anymore. No, not really. But the Raptors are relevant, and mm-hmm. a lot of that stems from Vince. And you know, like Yakum is. A, I don't know where they picked him up from, but he is a talent. I he was overlooked. I was, you know, when the NBA had their 75 players that, you know, of of all their eras as the top 75 players, and they didn't put Vince there. That, that really bad. pissed me off. Like, and like, even the guys on TNT were like, uh, Vince. And they were like, hey, we're not trying to say who shouldn't be on this list or not on this list, but Vince should be in that list. Oh, if you put Iverson in that list, you got to put Carter in that list. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> of everything, he, I you mean, put Johnson in that list, you got to put Carter in that list. They were I mean, like, he was a, he was a slam dunk champ. Like he was. I mean, not only was he a champ and all that, people forget he was lethal as a three pointer in the later stages of his career. He always had the three point game. I remember mm-hmm. that game. What was it? Game three against the Sixers in 2001. He hit like seven threes in a row. Like he was just unconscious. Yeah, it was the dunks, but it was just what he could do. Just gliding through the air to make layups or mm-hmm. just, he could do things that no one else could ever do. And it wasn't like a one year or two year thing. There was about 10, you know, 12 years there where Vince could do that. He couldn't do that at the tail end of his career. He could do it every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, but like th- he's the reason why Toronto and Canada are here. He like, he's going to go in the Hall of Fame. Oh, and, he, he better. Like, he's. Yeah, I mean, no reason- it's highly annoying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well. Let me ask you a question, though, because they've won the championship. Have you? Because I still myself, I watch, and I think partly maybe because Vince retired. Like, if the Raptors go out in the first round or third round, whatever round, like, it doesn't sting anymore. No. Like, nah, we still got the ring, though. <laughs> I That's, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I got to just add to my tally of rings I've got from all my teams winning championships, you know? Like, it's just, I got... Six from the Patriots. I got three from Boston. I got one from the Raptors, and that feels good. Yeah, two of those uh, shouldn't. You shouldn't have those two, but we moved. Hey. <laughs> Just saved. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it it's nice. It's nice to have you know some some bit of Canada everywhere because like you don't see very many baseball players that are Canadian. And that's the thing is that we're we're slacking on the colleges like you've got, you know, we can't bring up the players and have enough influence in our government to make us have teams and stuff. Cause it's, it's them too. They're not letting us, you know, bring more teams down to Canada. It's like racing too. Yeah. You can't get the funding to bring it down to Canada, even though Canada has helped NASCAR, you know, in its Canadian tire series or Pinty series. Or whatever. Yeah. Like that's like they've helped them and they still can't get them down here. It's just, you know, demon asked a question. Oh, about a month ago, apparently there was rumors of an oval being built in Canada that I guess for one way or another, didn't come to fruition. 
We have lots of ovals. Like well, we have uh, short tracks. I mean, I mean, I think this one was going to be a NASCAR purpose-built track, maybe IndyCar as well. I mean, see, that would be cool. Like, I, see, that would bring other people, like the Pinty series. To that. uh, That's what we want. I, I, you know, we'll close off with this because I have mine. Um, what is your favorite Vince Carter memory? It doesn't even have to be Raptors related. What is yours? I think it's slam dunk mm. in the All Star. I, I I don't know. I I have to go back. <laughs> that was pretty pretty ballsy at that time, you know. <laughs> I would say 2014. Um, the kind of cool thing is being a fan of Vince, uh, watching him in Toronto and New Jersey, a little bit of Orlando. When he signed for Dallas and played here for three years, I watched every Mavs game because of Vince. Oh, um, yeah, I guess. And, um, Did he go game, to Atlanta after that? Uh, he went to Memphis for like two or three years, and he went to Sacramento and then Atlanta. Man, he's almost at every single team. Yeah, I actually I went to the final time Vince came to Dallas. I went to that game. Um, oh, that's awesome! That was like I want to say a month before COVID. It was in February, I believe, of 2020. I remember I was sitting at a bar, and they were trailing by two against San Antonio in Game Three in 2014. It's the first round, and I remember in the corner. I couldn't tell who it was, but all I saw was a guy in a headband, African-American, take a shot of a three and went in. I knew it was Vince. And I, <laughs> when he was in New Jersey, the PI, PA guy would always yell VC3 in New Jersey anytime Vince made a three. I would say that as well, VC3. Uh, when he made that shot, because I knew it was good, or I thought it was good, I, you could just imagine VC entered two choice words three i was jumping in whatever and the ironic thing about that shot is it's so similar to the one he missed in 2001 yeah it's it's like my buddy kyle uh he's a hardcore Mavs fan and he tells me i have not heard that stadium or arena erupt as loud as it did for that time like it makes it was, some pretty unbelievable shots he he can make a half court shot like it's nothing. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I, I put mean, my money on him any day. Oh yeah, um, I, that's my favorite moment because you know I have I have a VC Mavs jersey. Uh, like I have two from Toronto, two from New Jersey. Uh, I have the Mavs one. I have his high school one. Um, I oh. don't. Yeah, I don't have the Orlando. I did find this today. Remember that little Nike commercial with like their ray guns? Remember that back in the day? Oh, yeah. I went to the Nike store, the outlet store. <laughs> they have those. No way, really? They have them. Like, I'm well, getting don't have cool stuff like that down here. Dude, like when I get paid Friday, I'm going back and buying one because I, I remember I walked by as like ray guns. I was like, that isn't what I think it is. I looked at some quarter <laughs> 15. I was like, oh, I'm buying that. Oh, you need that. That's, that's I'm so oh. buy that. Well, oh, yeah, that's a, you can find cool stuff like that down there. Go Canada, on eBay. You can't get that stuff up. Oh, so expensive. 
go go on eBay. I it's amazing. I bought the the purple Raptors jersey uh from eBay. It was like forty bucks. It's stitched and everything from Nike. Oh really? Now okay, the maybe I'll, I'll try it out. The red jersey, uh, that red alternate that they came out in like oh four oh five. I yeah. still have that jersey. That's really? the oldest. I that's the oldest jersey that I have bought, and it's it's kind of holding on. I won't lie, <laughs> um, but I wear that one every now and then too. Because uh, I don't know, I love just that red jersey. I had his shoes uh, <laughs> growing up. Um, and you were you were a hardcore. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I asked my mom like, I want these shoes, and she's like, they're expensive. I was like, I want them, and so then she bought them for me. And the one thing like she always said though, with like anything else going forward, she's like, I'll buy you your shoes because they looked brand new for like years i cleaned them i mean you take care of your shoes i recently bought um see i i have a tendency of buying stuff i don't need i had i bought a pair uh the t-mac threes i bought those like a couple weeks ago <laughs> i have a problem well, why not you know i buy random things it's just i walked by i was like is that what i think it is i was like i had those in high school <laughs> Yeah, I'm might as well have them now. Yeah, that's only 120 bucks. <laughs> you work for your money, anyways. You might as well spend Absolutely. it. I mean, I sit there going, eh, I don't need to buy stuff. Go on iRacing. Uh, okay, I'll buy that, buy that, buy that. I was like, Yeah, it's so I, I, easy when you're online, you know? Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's not. Mm. Well, it's been a pleasure for you joining. Um, this was fun. Going back on the old times and current oh, times. It's been great. I'm glad yeah. we kept in touch all these years because, like, Me it, too. actually, you're the only person I actually kept in touch with besides Sleazy, which he's he's actually going to college. Yeah, I'm proud of him. But I, uh, yeah, you, you two were my biggest. I would say, um, Grand Prince. I need to get back with him. He shot me a message oh. like a month ago. I miss Grand. Grand was one of the coolest guys. Like he would just come in so mm-hmm. happy yeah, all the time. Even if he was missing a race, he would always message. And, like, oh yeah, oh, man, no. he was just the best. He'd well, just... we understand. And Graham, was... Graham was from Canada, and I, I texted him. I actually recently texted him. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird. I'm glad that you know I accepted the invite, and you know we've become friends since then. But like. I'm glad because of what happened a month later with COVID. And even though I, I'm a mechanic, so I wasn't in lockdown. I was luckily mm-hmm. still able to go to work. But it's like I had oh, yeah. I had those friends that, you know, okay, yeah, it's virtual and whatever, but you couldn't see your real life friends to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was yeah. perfect timing. Yeah, it was. We, all, it, we, it, we made a friendship all quite early and i think it helped that we all built and you know that dom's still around yeah and katra she's still around and everybody like that you know it's you know i've kind of you know since the lra relate raced um i got to race katra a lot and mm-hmm. the reaper league and we actually decided a championship in the expanded series and uh i found a way to beat her because my gosh <laughs> she's hard on the beat oh man very very like i knew and and most people that i've raced around you know it's always a straight fight no bs on my end i race clean and with six to go at homestead i was like i'm going for it i hope this thing doesn't (laughs) spin out i hope i don't lose it but 
you just gotta go for it sometimes. Going for yeah. it. And and I told her later on, like I I was so nervous the last five laps because I didn't want to make the mistake to hit you. I think there was one time I actually did door her off a of four <laughs> on the inside because you know how physics work in heat where oh. off the corners you just get sideways. And I remember I did hit her and she did hit the wall a little bit. I actually checked, got out of the gas, like, nah, I ain't, we're not deciding it like this. Um, yeah. It's, you know. uh, it was, those were some times. I remember back in season two, we were all like, it was truck races at Kentucky and Dom was doing something stupid and I was just yelling over the radio. Yeah. Just like, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Like, if you're going to do something stupid, just get out of the way. And I think I went up winning that room one. <laughs> But like, it was like, Dom, just. <laughs> What's funny is like we had uh during the uh, Rolex 24 a couple months ago, we had Deer Hunter and this one guy was just in the way. He keys, it just yells, move. And that poor guy just went straight <laughs> off the track. And we we're like, oh, no. It's like deer, like me you, just you... put the fear in him. <laughs> we we're like, I'm sitting there as the engineer going, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, it's quite it was quite the time it was it really built up all up I, I, I wish it ended differently to be honest because i was excited we had yeah. a team come in and i actually have those pictures and i own my driver's card still actually i, still have I think i have them too on instagram well if you ever have the itch or want to have a go uh i'll hook you up with demon and reaper league you'll have fun in that one yeah i uh, I, I might have to because uh, once i'm uh once i'm because I just got back, I, I'm gonna get a little more situated here again. But right, I because that's the one I took. Um, Katra, Zach, Ron was in it, and we raced there for a little bit, and then uh, actually Bailey as well a little bit, and you know, kind of rest of that year, and then they just focus on the F1 stuff. But like, it was fun because you're around guys. Shout out to anyone that listens that wants to be in a NASCAR heat league that. You know, you mm-hmm. just want to race and have fun. Don't have to worry about drama. If something happens that, oh. like, you know, oh, I Talk got into you. You know, it's just racing. You know, stuff happens. And it's a really and good league, man. I remember there was a few times even in the LRA, we, we'd bump into each other and I wouldn't want to talk to you for like six or seven laps. I'm like, I'm shutting my mic off. I don't want to talk to, <laughs> I don't want to talk to ball. Like, get out of my way. Kind of I thing. remember, I remember the all-star race. Time. Oh man, you and I. <laughs> we just went at it. I was like, get out of my way. Like, what are you doing? I'm winning this thing. Like, I, I remember people were asking, are y'all cool? It's like, yes, yeah, the all star race. Good. There's no, there's After no this, points. We're good. Like, no, that's like, there's no points involved. It's like, forget it. Let's just go. Let's just have a go. <laughs> my, yeah. I remember uh, there was somebody, he was like, man, he's beating up the team owner over there. <laughs> we're sitting there laughing about it. Like, like, like oh, no, man. It was great. It was, I, it was a there was perfect. a few times Grant Prince got into me, even some races, and he's like, "I am so sorry, man. I'm so sorry." I'm like, "Prince, Prince, like, yeah, don't worry. I'll be I'll be angry for like a laugh or two, but it's okay." <laughs> like, I I the same way. That's why I I I'm glad that I racing. It's not a you know you hear everything that says you have to press a button. Thank mm-hmm. God. <laughs> oh yeah, because when we could hear everything we could say, like yeah, you're was, like, man, did you just say that? It's 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 yeah, it's a hot mic. And sometimes you go, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. 
No, but uh, this has been fun. I appreciate this you doing this. Um, I'll get this all recorded and what we need to do and then post it out to Apple and Google and uh, what's the other one? The Spotify. Yes, yeah, Spotify. And it'll be on Anchor as well. Well, Grizzly, you have a good rest of your Sunday. Um, I look at the clock and it's set eight o'clock. It should be seven o'clock, but daylight saving time. Thank you. Um, Six for me here. So this is, I'm going for a walk after this with girlfriend. So, well, you enjoy your walk and to anyone and all listening, y'all have a good upcoming week. I appreciate y'all tuning in. This is Blardy eight. I've been joined with Grizzly uh, and y'all have a good night and a good morning. Good afternoon. Whenever you hear this. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.